Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Cinematic Universe listeners. Uh, it's Seb here. Um, I'm not actually on this episode that you're about to hear, except for doing this little bit at the start. Um, but this is just a little insert we've added in, um, just to kind of give uh, subscribers, listeners, uh, a bit of an update on on where things are up to with our scheduling, because we've had a few issues recently, and we've talked about it a bit on Twitter, but for those of you who don't follow us on Twitter, but also just as an update to what we've said on there. Um, so what you're about to hear is a minisode that was recorded by Joe and Reese uh, a little while ago uh, to catch up on various news matters. Um, it was recorded long enough ago that it doesn't take into account things like the Endgame trailer or the James Gunn news. Um, we'll be picking up on a few things like that um, as soon as we can with, with news bits that we've done. Um, obviously, I'm aware as well that you're all waiting for our Captain Marvel episode. Uh, we're gratified that you really want to hear um, what we had to think about that. Um, for a combination of various issues that have included illness on my part, um, work scheduling conflicts on Joe's part, um, and also scheduling conflicts with our guest for that episode uh, we weren't able um, uh, at quite short notice we were unfortunately unable to record the episode um, on the weekend that we intended to which was the the weekend just after the film had come out Uh, the episode was then recorded uh, the weekend just gone uh, and then unfortunately there have been some technical issues with it Uh, we are working to uh, attempt to get together and restore the audio for that Um, the worst case scenario is that we will actually have to go away and completely re-record that episode we really don't want to do that um but that's the situation that we're in, is that we're working to get that Captain Marvel episode um, edited and finished and out as soon as we can, hopefully by the end of this week. Um, you know, And I know that kind of since the end of last year, we've had some issues with schedules. We, we didn't get to our Aquaman episode, which we are going to look to do uh, next month when it comes out on home release. Obviously, next month we've got some major releases coming out with Shazam and then obviously Endgame. Um, we have been looking at various things to do with the podcast and our scheduling and our, our kind of time pressures. Um, also, a few things... Um, like the Patreon, um, we're looking to make some changes uh, to uh, Cinematic Universe and how it's delivered and also um, to give that Patreon a bit of a refresh and, and make sure that there's a bit of a benefit for those of you who continue to back us because we really appreciate you you keeping us going with that and as I say, you know, the, there are some kind of um, positive changes in the pipeline that should also have a, a positive effect on on the benefit that you get out of the Patreon. So um, stay tuned for all of that. Kind of have to be vague about it at the moment, but hopefully um, it will improve things for everybody. Um, but the main thing to take away is, you know, it, I know it can seem from. Uh, all of these the scheduling issues and, and taking a while to get episodes out so far this year, um, you know, that there are problems with the podcast or that it's going to go away. None of that is the intent at all. Um, you know, we, we are looking to push on with it, but it's just because of various things that have gone on. Uh, we've just had to to look at kind of how we approach it. So, um as I say, major episodes coming up in April, fully intend to do those. Captain Marvel will be on the way as soon as we can do it. Uh, and we really appreciate kind of everybody's patience in, in waiting for us to get that episode out. Uh, in the meantime, um, here's Joe and Reese um, doing their Joe and Reese thing and, and talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and yeah, as I say, you'll, you'll, you'll hopefully be hearing main episodes with, with all of us on uh, again very soon. Thanks.
Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe mini-sode. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to bridge the extended gap between our Mystery Men and Captain Marvel episodes is... Reese Williamson. Me. Hey, it's me. Joey Hi. and Reese. Yay. Off the leash. Like the old days, Joey. Let's uh, let's open open a can of whoop ass on. I, no, we never did that in the old show. I don't know why I'm saying that. But no. We just what what we do need to open yeah. is a, a creaky old book full of uh, superhero movie news. <laughs> but what I was thinking is because because Seven James aren't here, and you know, while they're away, should we just talk about the most anticipated movie release of the year? Oh uh, yeah, you bet. Men in Black International. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, I don't. I'm not excited for that. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Liam Neeson vehicle. It's um, chapter two. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I'm super excited about Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, did you yeah, see the cool. latest Snorlax design? Cool. Did I? I've got it. I'm wearing a, the, the, the. I'm wearing it on my t-shirt right now, Jerry. That's that's how up to a date I am. I do need our listeners to know that I am unironically excited for that movie. I think it looks amazing. Well, because it's it's scratching. Well, you've got you've got the major Ryan Reynolds itch. You're you're my yeah, but I'm I'm a bit more bit more lukewarm on Ryan Reynolds now because Deadpool two kind of left me a bit sour. Okay, that's that's a bit harsh for for one film he's made, but okay. Yeah, Uh, but also you're of you know you're of my age, which uh, which means that we. We grew up peak, with Pokemon, we're, we're yeah. peak Pokemon people, which is that, you know... We, I was we grew Pokemon up, we Red. Like, yep. I was, and, the, oh, and then I was Gold. Blue. I was Blue, man. Red, then Gold. Blue, then and Silver. And then I stopped. This uh. is why we get on. This is why this <laughs> chemistry works. <laughs> we're on either side of the coin. We should trade now. Let's. Have you got your link cable around? We should... Could, does it reach from London to uh, to Nottingham? Oh, I never had a link cable, but my friends did. So you, all you needed was one friend to bring it to the. To oh, the I was yeah, and I was the friend with the link cable. Um, I was that. <laughs> I was that cool. I was that cool. Seventeen-year-old uh, at school in the, my tuck shop during lunch when all of the the other boys were talking to birds on their phone. We, we you know we were in a single gender school, but talking to birds on their phone. Did we have phones by then? I'm not sure. And I was the one playing uh, Pokemon in the old uh, tuck shop where we were supposed to be playing chess or doing our homework. Cool guy. So yeah, movie looks cool. Movie looks really cool. Just uh, d- design-wise, Reese, Oscar winner next year. Best, best yeah. visual effects. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm gonna let's have a. I so Professor you, Oak. I think yes. I'll put a bet right now for a thousand pounds that it will win best best VFX. Great. Well, we're both betting that, so so no one will lose any money. Yeah, no, hey, we all win. Reese. Uh-huh. Segway. The Oscars happened yeah. since we last did the podcast, um, and I just thought we should we should update the listeners for, for anyone who's not been paying attention. Um, Black Panther won three Oscars for its score, uh, which is pretty good considering the MCU kind of gets criticised fairly regularly for having generic scores. Uh, for its costume, which um, felt like a bit of a no brainer, but knowing the you know the way the Oscars were going, it wasn't any sure thing um and also production design which was very cool and it also won best picture didn't it reese it did it won best picture uh well yeah. done um green book uh it, it weirdly they announced that it came last in in the rankings they never do that but this year they announced it was yeah it came last in the rankings black panther one and then chadwick boseman came out and he beat up figure mortensen it's crazy such a crazy show i can't and with no host <laughs> there's no host and he was beating up it's crazy oh, um <laughs> And um, Spider-Man into I'm just gonna let that let that yeah, stay yeah. there. Yeah, Nifa. Um Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one for best animated film, which mm-hmm. was richly deserved. Mm-hmm. Quite it a bit. felt like 
Well, it felt like a, a bit of a vindication, yeah. I think, sure. for a few years back when the Lego, when the first Lego movie was completely snubbed, um, and it felt like because the Academy had gone, oh, the animation's not as pretty mm. as like what Pixar and DreamWorks are doing, um, rather than which was the best animated film. And I think there was a that it, it felt to me like a danger that Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was would get because the animation approach was different that it might. You know, I I can't. I mean, I can't remember the technicalities, but I know it does something like it. It only has like two frames where mm. normal animation has three mm. or something like that, right? It's, it's something like that. I had I work yeah. in a, I I run a cinema in London. It's lovely. The big studios come down, and I had like a twice twice actually. Some customers came out and said, "You're playing the 3D version instead of the 2D version." My eyes hurt, and I was like, "No, it's it's this is what it's supposed to look like." And then yeah, they did. They acclimatized, uh, but they were very they were very annoyed on behalf of their children for a hot minute. Uh, but you would, it looks you a bit think... weird, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But it looks a bit weird, at least at the beginning. The, the worry was that Oscar voters would look at that and go. Oh well, it's different. It doesn't have like the attention of craft that a Pixar movie has. Where, when in actuality, it probably had more thought put behind every individual frame and shot. Um, I also and but, looks and looks gorgeous as a result. But let's also not kid. Ar- I mean, in my opinion, let's not kid around. If if, if Spider Man had come out when Incredibles did, and Incredibles had come out when Spider Man did, I don't even think. We'd be having this conversation. I think Incredibles would have, no. would have taken it. I think the top. I'm not oh, saying really? Spider Man. I do. I'm not saying Spider Man didn't des- didn't deserve the win. I thought Incredibles too. Unlike you guys, was I was bored. I think I fell asleep at the, um, for the last quarter. But I thought uh, it was quite but good, the, but nowhere timing, near the level of sure, Spider Verse. The, the, the timing for Spider Man was just very helpful. You know, it was, it was it was released. You know, in Oscar season, not intentionally, but as it turned out, that was that just was obviously very helpful to the campaign. And had this kind of long tail at the box office as well, where more and more people were discovering it and appreciating it. And yeah, it felt like it was never, it didn't have a chance to exit the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, so that was nice. Black Panther and uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the two best superhero movies of last year, um, winning this, Oscars. Will this, be the, will this be the biggest year by far, you know, easily for... for- superhero movies at the Oscars with with the, those four wins I mean yeah it must I can't imagine I mean I, I think unless the Dark Knight won more beyond but I don't I don't think it won four I don't. Um, and did Suicide Squad win more than just that one did it win no it did just well? just did, did just win that one yeah for the lizard no guy? for uh, wait, the Wally Akinubi it... wait Reese, have you just have you stumbled across another segue because oh. <laughs> Will Smith is being recast in Suicide Squad 2. So James Gunn's Suicide Squad 2, uh, which is ploughing ahead, I I think, bizarrely, given that the DC Universe has found another avenue for Harley Quinn. So there is another Harley Quinn movie. um, And the two good things that were kind of, that people took out of, Suicide Squad. Well, it's like, well, it's a horrible, offensive mess of a movie, but we like Will Smith and we like Margot Robbie and we like them together in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot Robbie has, they've got the opportunities for her elsewhere. It's not been confirmed whether she is or isn't appearing in Suicide Squad 2. She will. She will. I think she'll have to. Um, Sorry, Joe, you keep on calling this film Suicide Squad 2. I don't know to what you refer. I just know that James Gunn is working on a film called The Suicide Squad, so I don't know if you've got. 
Oh, really? Just update your notes a little bit there, bud. It's not... actually accurate. Oh yeah, it's it's called the Suicide Squad. Isn't that isn't that delightfully? It's just so dorky. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Is that just going to be the naming convention for DC movies now? Well, I the... think it's yeah. If it added that, if it doesn't already have one, and if it does, take it away. <laughs> so look for <laughs> look for Rocketeer coming out in twenty twenty two. Oh. Interesting. Nice. Um, okay, so Will Smith is being recast in The Suicide Squad, which is, you know, not great news given that he was one of the good things mm-hmm. about the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I think seems kind of bizarre that you, surely they signed him up to a multi-picture deal. But apparently it's scheduling conflicts, but this is a Suicide Squad movie that they've been mm. in no rush to make. Um, I imagine Will Smith has just said, look, I don't want to do it. And if you make me do it, that's going to compromise me ever showing up in any of mm. your uh, your studio's pictures again. So let or me know. Ma- or maybe, or maybe, he's, maybe, he's very ex- maybe he's very expensive for what James Gunn wants from the character in the movie. You know, you know. Maybe. You, you would have thought Will Smith will have, again, something in his contract that says, yeah, if you, if you do a second one, <laughs> I want a shitload more money. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So the rumour is, and... Uh, it, it sounds like a, a fairly strong bet at this point that Idris Elba will be replacing him in the role, which, as replacements go, not bad. Um, well, except that it, name a name a good Idris Elba performance in a film. You, oh, you, oh, yeah. what was that? You can't, yeah, because they don't exist. <laughs> he's he's well, okay in Luther, and he's great in The Wire, and he is bad in all films that he's been in. Um, that's just a, oh, I tell you what, he's quite good in Molly's Game. Boom. But he's bad in all the other films. So that so actually, I know it, it's sort of you. You feel your gut feels good when you read that news. Yeah, yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, the same level as Will Smith. And then actually, if you think about it, you know, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, Mister Independence Day, Ali, Men in Black. I could go on. Idris Elba just doesn't. He he's just not. It's not the same. And he's not. He's not a box office draw. That's that feels fairly apparent at this point. Uh, he was the villain in Star Trek Beyond, which was was no smash by any uh, by any extent. You've got the Dark Tower, which flopped, but was also terrible. Um, Quite liked it. <laughs> no, secret, come on, secret, secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I watched it on a plane eighteen months ago. Don't uh, you tell anybody that I liked it. <laughs> but he's got a big year lined up this year because he is starring as Brixton in Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. um, which I. I don't know, is, is either going to be ridiculous fun or one step too far for that franchise. And then he is playing McCavity in Cats, which is the the, the worst... If that is not the worst movie of all time, I will be stunned. <laughs> Tom Tom Hooper directing Cats. Uh, have you have you seen the, the latest last season of uh, Kimmy Schmidt by any chance? Uh, I, I I got I'm like two episodes into the second batch. Okay, I I, I don't. I mean, I will, I'm going to spoil it. Minor plot point. There's they have. There's a running gag in one episode of that, which is that cats, <laughs> cats is like a. It exists. It's sort of an improvised musical. It just exi- it the way it exists is just act- wannabe actors are in the crowd and they just join the cast and make up a fake city <laughs> name and they just get involved with the musical sequences. And I think after having seen that, I've got a whole new appreciation of cats, uh, and I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> Maybe because maybe it's all maybe that's how they're going to do the movie. Maybe it'll be Tom Hooper just calls action. Yeah, just yeah, make it up, guys. Idris, just do something. I don't know. That would be quite fun. But we'll see. 
maybe that's how James Gunn will approach approach the Suicide Squad oh, yeah. as well. I don't know. I I feel like the a a new Suicide Squad movie can't be worse than the first. Mm. Um, but I I just think when DC have this world of possibilities at their feet, why make that movie? Because it feels like it feels like one of those movies that is a you know, fool me, fool me once kind of movie from an audience perspective. We showed up for this nonsense. Yes, we gave you a lot of money, but it's not going to happen again. Especially not when you, especially not when you are losing Will Smith, not a hundred percent having Margot Robbie. And what's the hook? It's the same name as the last one, but most of the people in it aren't the With same. A definite article. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, maybe, but maybe the nerds like us who hated the first one because we're nerds, we will we, we'll like we'll the no, second we'll one. Know, we know we know that James Gunn's doing this one, so we'll go see it. And then all of the you know idiots that that aren't that aren't nerds, they don't care. They'll go see it anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Suicide Squad's one of those movies that made People money hated, because of, well, because of when it came out. Because it came out kind of like. After it was on, was it not on the back of it was on the back of like Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool buzz, wasn't it? Where it was like oh R rated, like the it felt like it had been specifically designed off the back of those two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people turned up because the trailer was really well put together and ticked all the boxes that people wanted. And then the movie was a mess, almost like you know Clash of the Titans turning up just after Avatar. Oh, it's got Sam Worthington in it, and it's 3D. Let's all go to it. It, it makes a shitload of money. They make Wrath of the Titans, and everyone goes, no. Joey, I think you've just figured out how uh, Hollywood works. So well done. You get a gold medal. Um, and uh, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Happened yeah. with Alice in Wonderland. He's got it. Ants and a bug's life. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> just so William Goldman. Nobody knows, nobody knows anything. You know, that's, that's the truth. Suicide Squad 2 uh, is happening. It's not um, called that, Joseph Cunningham. I'm, I'm not the calling it the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Please, I quit this podcast forever if you don't call it the right name. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2 is happening, but just with different people. You people. Um, okay, let's talk about another movie that we are more certain that Jared Leto is turning up in. Um, that is Morbius. Uh, Reese, have you ever you been looking forward to Morbius? Um. Well... I mean, you know, obviously no, but also I was totally, I was totally with you on Venom. Venom was like maybe some of the most fun I had in in the cinema last year. So weirdly, maybe I, maybe I'm ready for Morbius. I don't know. Yeah, fine. Here's the, here's the flip side of that. Venom was bad, but good because of Tom Hardy and the, and they just went, look, we've got a kind of. A, a one of a kind star here who we can just let go and see what he does and yeah. it'll be amazing. Get, get in the lobster tank. Let him get in the lobster tank. You do whatever he says and you yeah. film it. <laughs> Morbius also has kind of one of those one of a kind stars, right. but this one says, sends that. dead rats and used condoms to his co-stars. Yeah. Jared Leto let off the hook is less appealing to me than Tom Hardy let off the hook. Uh, yeah, on paper that's right, but... Yeah, I, I got. I guess I just have a kind of a weirded, and I, you know, if you'd have, if you'd have told me a year ago I was about to say this, I'd have I'd have slapped you right around the mouth. But uh, a weird emotional in, um, investment in the 
you know, in the expanded non-Spider-Man, Sony, Spider-Man, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that is the that is the official title, that whole thing. Well, I don't know, I don't f- know why. As we found out in the post-credits to Venom, the events of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse are taking place as part of the wider Spider-Man multiverse. Sure, fine. So this is just one of the multiverses that we uh-huh. that is connected to Miles Morales's universe. Do you think that we will see Tom Hardy's Venom in Morbius at the end? Probably, right? I, th- I, I, yeah, I think that's po- I think that's more possible than seeing Tom Holland pop up in. Any, and is that because what I thought was that when Venom came, when, when Venom came out, this would all be cleared up, but it hasn't been. Um, is it that do we know that it, is it a contractual thing? Is it something in this in the Marvel contract which means that, that even though they make the Spider Man movies with Marvel, and they're allowed to then put the Marvel sticker on the Venom stuff, they they can't have Tom Holland's Peter Parker slash Spider Man in the in those movies. Do we do we know? Or well, they don't want to do it for some reason? Uh, I don't think we know. Okay. Don't think we know. That's useless to me, Jerry. No. Thank you for that. You've given me nothing there. If I had to speculate, it would be that... Um, It would be that Marvel said, like, we'd rather you didn't. Mm-hmm. And, so, and Sony have kind of agreed for now. Sure. It's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to be in those rooms. I'd love a you know, let's get a let's get a Sony email leak part two. I'd love to see <laughs> Feige and whoever's running Sony now. It's not Amy Pascal, although she's doing she's she was she she is her production company is attached was attached to Venom, right? It's just that she's not at Sony anymore. Is that right? I believe, yeah, I think she's producing anything that is spider related right. for, for Sony and, mm. and Disney. Yeah. Who's so, directing obvious? Uh oh god that is a great question. Thank I was you. I was I was about to tell you about the cast. No, who's isn't it? <laughs> oh, is it the elite squad guy? Is it that is it the is it the same Oh yes guy? It, yes it's name? Daniel Espinosa yeah, yeah he did uh Easy Money and yeah. Life and Safe House yeah. yes I like life a we, whole lot We have talked about Oh really? I like life I like life so much I sat in the second oh. row I was right there Gyllenhaal and you know it was like alien but like a more like a weird squiddy kind of thing I loved it Reynolds getting smushed up. Okay, well, not not bad in like a this movie is doing stuff that is terrible. Just bad in a like I watched it and had forgotten it five minutes afterwards. I remember every day since I saw it. Every single day. (laughs) I've also seen Easy Money and Safe House, and I would say the same thing about both of those. Hmm. Sorry, I was eating a crisp. Sorry, I didn't. I could have responded really in a good way there, but I was eating a crisp. Great. Well. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate that sound. No, edit it out! <laughs> edit the crisp out! So, Reese, cast of Morbius. Uh-huh. Um, Tyrese Gibson has been cast to play an FBI agent who is on the hunt for the living vampire Morbius in the movie. One of those, we've never seen that sort of character before in a movie. That's crazy. No, an FBI agent. What do you think of Tyrese? Um, he shares ha- uh, half of his name with mine, so I love him. Okay. I don't really get Tyrese. No. Even in the Fast movies, which I generally enjoy that franchise, especially kind of around five six, um, I've never he's, really he's got. A, he's Tyrese. a nothing. He's a nothing in those movies. He he ranks below like the SUV, you know, which doesn't even do. Much. He's just he's the he's the comic relief, but isn't very funny. He's not funny at all. No. <laughs> um, okay, so the next uh, cast member is Matt Smith. Um, who like talk talk about well yeah but talk about someone who doesn't really make an impact on movies. 
Yeah, he hasn't done many. He's what is he? I mean, I think he's been in. He was in. Um, he was in Ryan Gosling's weird direct, you know, directorial debut and probably Lost River. sole movie he'll ever yeah. direct. Uh, what else? What else has he even been in, Matt Smith? He's got a weird face. That's the truth. He about was him. in a weird face. He was he, in it's, Terminator Salvation, wasn't he? Uh, fine, yeah. Where he was uh, preparing to have a much bigger role than he did. Uh, he was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay, did that and yeah, you're right. Mostly, and then and then and then the crown, I guess. He's got a weird face that is not. It's it shouldn't be blown up to a large size, and that's he's just in. He's just you know he's involved now in this situation that he's in, and that, it's not his fault. You know the well, doctor, anyway. Yes, let me tell you, he's playing Reese. <laughs> he is playing the villain, um, who is um, called Lux, Luxius Crown. Wow. Um, he is a villain who featured in X-Men and Spider-Man comics and also went by the name of Hunger. He will be... Uh, so this is from The Hollywood Reporter. He's described as Morbius's best friend who also suffers from the same blood disease affecting Morbius. Uh, so he has enhanced abilities and vampire-like powers. Um, so they're buddies and I guess they fall out. I guess that sounds like a bit of a Professor X-Magneto kind of relationship. I don't know. I imagine one of them will say, "I want to eat humans." The other one will say, "I don't." <laughs> I think. I, I have you have you got the script in front of you, Joe? That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's what it says. Yeah, <laughs> one of them, page page fifty eight. <laughs> I want to eat humans. Says. <laughs> Morbius says, "I don't." They fight. <laughs> um, and then Tom Hardy comes in and says, "You're a loser like me, Morbius." <laughs> okay, I'm going to carry on with the casting. Um. Adria Arjona, who apparently appeared in Pacific Rim Uprising, a movie I didn't see, uh, and she's uh, going to be in Good Omens. Uh, she plays a character called Martine Bancroft, who will be the love interest for Morbius. Um, and uh, that's oh, and also uh, Jared Harris has been cast in the movie because mm. a movie can never have too many Jareds, and he is going to be Morbius's mentor. And so I don't really know what that means. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Seven James would be able to help us out and say, "Of course, in the comics, Morbius's mentor is this guy." No, because nobody know. I mean, is it more? You know, Morbius isn't Venom. Morbius, Venom, Venom very much does have his own. You know, lengthy, sort of yeah. pop, popular run in in the comics. That's not what Morbius is. <laughs> Morbius doesn't have like a known supporting cast or known villains or known anything. He was, I believe, where everyone knows him from, is from the Spider-Man cartoon in the nineties, which he's great in. But uh, <laughs> this is this will be just like a sort of a whole cloth, you know, re, re you know, new, new take on us. It, it will be like White Blade, I think, is what this movie's going to be. Oh, <laughs> and you know, are we ready Ooh. for that? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I feel like I was being slowly talked around and then you said White Blade. God. It's just it what the world needs in 2019. Yeah, exactly, White Blade. Doesn't, you know, Jared Harris's character sounds like, uh, who was it, Chris Christopherson? Yes, in, in, it was, yeah. yeah the- I mean, it's, I mean, this is, I'm sorry, this is the film. It's, he's got, he's a vampire, but he wants to be a goodie on the side of the goodies and he's fighting another vampire with the same powers. Maybe they know each other from the past. It's White Blade. Okay, on that bombshell, we'll move on to uh, Trailer Corner. Since we last recorded, there have been three trailers. Um, let's talk about them. I, yeah, I'm going to go from, from uh, best to worst. So uh, we've got Shazam, oh, Reese, yeah. which I'm rating as 
the best. The best. <laughs> it Joe looks Patrick good, right? The best trailer award. It does look good. It looks good. It almost looks. I'm worried now that it's it will be bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It looks I, good. Yeah. I, it look it looks really fun. Yeah. Um it looks like a different type of superhero story mm-hmm. to what we've seen before. Um I think by the time the movie ends we're going to get full comic book nonsense and the whole Shazam family turning up and uh, I think it it looks like a who and like the the fun little Batman gag in there that's mm. that's nice extended universe stuff. That's do you want to know a vibe? Well, maybe we'll say maybe we'll say at the same time if you want to have a guess. That, that I got a vibe of another superhero film from this trailer that I had didn't from the last that surprised me. Do you want to have a guess? We'll say at the same time. Uh, yeah. Three, two, Three, one. Three, two, one. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> <What's>, yes. <laughs> yes. Actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did we get a Chronicle vibe? That's because weird, uh, no, because I think you get like a multiple shots in the trailer. And and the 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 idea is in the previous trailer you don't get the the visuals of his friend, you know, filming him do superhero stuff, and you get a couple yeah, shots of like yeah, guess, from what yeah. from from away. It's the final shot of the trailer right when he goes into the he flies up and then he kind of crashes into the yes. into the apartment building. I got a real from, Chronicle vibe, and and that's level. that's that's fine because there has not been Chronicle is a very very interesting very good superhero movie. And, and will been... invariably be the best movie that either its director or writer will ever sure. be involved with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the writer, yeah, that's that's a separate mm. issue. Uh, but they, um, they, and there hasn't really, you know, movies haven't really dug at that at those ideas of the sort of, you know, found footage plus superheroes since since then. I don't think, right? So this, even if this, even if this is just merely a piece of of Shazam, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in for it. Here's what I think will be interesting, will be how your hardcore DC crowd react to it online. Because or not just shit. online, but just but just also with the way that they that they turn out for the movie. Um because Aquaman, I think Aquaman and Wonder Woman both rode that line of not being Snyder movies, but also taking themselves seriously enough. This I also got an MCU vibe from the trailer that, you know, it, it, it has that kind of that irreverence that like that, that fun is at the forefront rather than grim, dark, the universe at stake. Hmm. Um, and I, I wonder whether, whether that core DC fan base will turn out for this movie or go, no, do you know what? You're, t- you're, you're, you're not taking things seriously. You're just like a stupid Marvel movie. We don't want to see this. Yeah, but when 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 movies make four hundred million dollars, which they well, they have to do at this level to be successful, and that's what. And that's oh, what d- talk, yeah. The, it's more, not those six, people, probably more six to eight hundred range. Yeah, well, sure, but also the, you know those people you're describing, they don't make they don't really make up a you know a, a notable quotient of that audience. I I don't believe so. You know, a, mm. fine, maybe they will whinge. It do, it won't matter, and it won't matter to whether it's good. And it won't matter to whether it's successful. Because it's all the, it's the sort of, as the, you know, as Nixon said, it's the silent majority <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, um, that, that puts, that pushes these, these size, these size movies to success or to failure. It's the, it's all the people that we never hear from. We never hear from. Um, I think that it's watching a trailer like this though that makes me even more baffled about Suicide Squad too. I, I mean, I that suicide, I, Joey, I can't, I cannot. <laughs> I assume that movie's going to turn up and actually it's going to have like a pretty fun trailer 
and I'm going to go, oh, yeah, fine, that's fine. But, I, you know, I, I just generally like what DC are doing at the moment in terms of the way that they're lining up their slate anyway. That, I mean, I, I, I said this before, but I loved that little glimpse of the Birds of Prey movie. Mm. Uh, what's, what is that actually called? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation, Emancipation of Harley of Quinn. One, of no, of one Miss of, Harley Quinn. Yeah, right? it just uh, that that that. Set I met the writer. I met the writer of that film about a month ago in in Ooh. Barnes in my cinema. Sorry, plug number two. Guess what? There's a third plug coming at the end of the show. Okay, continue, continue. <laughs> it just looks it just looks exciting, and I I had fun with Aquaman and mm. um. Uh, yeah, I just like what I like what they're lining up. Yeah, give give me another Wonder Woman movie because you did one of those well. Um, give me no more Ben Affleck because you didn't do that well. Can we talk about Aquaman so, just for a hot second? Well, we can definitely talk about Aquaman Ooh. Reese because did go. you know that Aquaman Two is being released on December the sixteenth, twenty twenty two? Oh my goodness, I didn't know that, and this is why I come to to record these shows. It's to learn facts like that. That is, I mean. Great, they're making another Aquaman movie. Mm. That's four years after the first one. <laughs> that is. Why is it going to take them so long? Is it because is it because they'll be they'll be so busy uh, making the making trench. the trench? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aquaman trench. one is trash, I, and I hope they never make a say, sequel. What? Oh, so it's so <laughs> rubbish. No. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Sorry. I, it's not bad. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was bad as well. No, come on. <laughs> I can't say that. It's International Women's Day in, in, uh, in a matter of hours, so you're right, I can't say that. What? But um, uh, You've Shazam already said looks... you like life on this podcast. Life is so good, and I'm excited for Morbius, and Venom's great too, and the, the you know, there's other movies are bad. <laughs> no, I'm giving, I'm, listen, I've just, I've just got to be honest, you know. It's a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut this, uh, cut this, I want this hot take to be a deleted take. Cut this out. <laughs> We're leaving it all in. It. No! <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, you're wrong about Aquaman, so let's talk about um, something we can... I oh, know, let's save that. Let's talk about something you haven't seen. <laughs> there was another Hellboy trailer, Reese. I just wanted to mention it quickly. Um, it looks like the same movie they made before, but with a, with a, a Hellboy who doesn't have a voice that's appropriate for how he looks. It's weird. The trailer had lots of f bombs in it. It mm. was like, uh, I don't know. It was like a like a young kid trying to be cool by swearing. Mm. I don't, it it. This feels like a movie that's sort of both five years too early and five years too late, kind of. Yes, like that is th- that is exactly right. This yeah. maybe this take probably would have maybe been more successful, weirdly, than the than the sort of than the PG thirteen take on Hellboy when they first made it. But we're just too close to that version for. For anyone, and this is too close to it for anyone to care. I haven't, and I haven't seen the trailer. That's also worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Um, I think that Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy Three still gets made eventually. What? And that this movie is kind of referred to as like, oh yeah, obviously that was a misstep. Uh, the fans didn't like it. We want to, we want to, you know, Jason Reitman this. We want to give the fans what they wanted, which was Ron Perlman returning in, in Hellboy wow. 3. And I reckon we'll get that in like 2025 or something this is, like that. You're saying this is sort of the community season four of Hellboy. <laughs> is yes, that the right precisely. season? Did I get yeah. the right season? Yeah, okay, good. 
Yeah, and I think the the only question will be like how how hard this movie bombs at the box office that mm. it prevents the next one being made. But if this movie makes kind of middling numbers, not enough to make a sequel, but enough to, which I think is what the Golden Army probably did, was mm. oh, it's making money, but kind of could we make more money? But also, don't forget, I just that, don't think this, this film, is going to work. This film also has 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 a smaller, you know, potential audience because it'll be rated. Ah, so you know, I think it'll be. And David Harbour is is a nothing, you know, just in terms of box office. Yeah, the, the directors are nothing. There's no. It looks the same as the other ones that nobody came to see anyway. It. it I don't Mili- see. Milianovic the is the yeah. only is the only draw. So you're kind sure. of looking at like an underworld kind of audience. Yeah. Which I know is not Milianovic, but those kind yeah, of yeah, she wasn't even rules. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the, in that is the it's the brunette Miljovic in Underworld. You're you're getting the no, just, just you know a movie that, like a movie that you can expect Paul W S Anderson to turn up and make. Oh boy, that's that's almost the worst review that will ever be written about the new Hellboy. <laughs> the sort of <laughs> film that W S Anderson could make but hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It might it might turn out to be good. What, what's its release? Um, is it a summer I, I think... release? Oh, Grace. Keep asking me questions. I keep asking my release dates. It's like I work yeah. in a cinema or something. <laughs> uh, let me find out. <clears throat> Hellboy. I guess it's possible. It... You know, if it maybe if if it if it if the marketing. Is oh, it's out in April. It's out on the eleventh oh, of April. Oh, Jesus it's dead. Christ. It's dead. <laughs> Put it in the grave. <laughs> it's coming out next month. Oh God. No one is talking about it. The the trailer as well. It just there was a lot of stuff in there that I was like, oh yeah, I have seen this scene in the previous movie I've seen a version of that monster that was cooler I've seen a different an actor I was more interested in playing that character I would say the the thing I'm most excited for is Daniel Dakin and aside from that it's a big old shrug from me tell you what it looks better than though Reese. oh my god your segues tonight are on point Dark Phoenix Christ ha when was the last time that a trailer kind of implied a first act death of a major character and rather than kind of letting that sit sit out there and go, people go, oh my god, did they just reveal that that major character dies quite early on in that movie? Then the director goes on a trade <laughs> yep. website, goes to gives interview and says, "Yeah, so uh, yeah, that character's dead, and yeah, we we it, we did it for this reason." And what? <laughs> Why are you not letting the movie land that beat? That seems like probably like a major emotional beat in the first act of your movie. Why are we finding out through the trailer that Mystique it, is dying? Because because they think it will it will they think by releasing that information it will sell more than the amount of tickets that they thought it would sell before, which is two tickets, Simon Kinberg and his wife. So they need to like let's can we sell any more tickets than two tickets? And it's like how do okay we'll we'll give out a major plot detail that we killed Jennifer we killed you blue Jennifer Lawrence she gets exploded. But how have they got it this wrong? This quickly, and and this quickly, I mean, in terms of the number of films that they've made in this franchise, because yeah, I mean, and we can talk about again the the quality of the film. It might end up being a lot better than it looks, but this was a franchise that got kind of solid reviews from first class, if not you know a huge box office office return. But you know that was a movie that was well liked and introduced you know a a younger versions of all these characters that people were interested in. 
Fa- uh, Fassbender and McAvoy very well received. A, a, a movie later, Days of Future Past, at the kind of the height of the MCU's ascent, kind of landed with this, you know, perfect response. You know, I remember mm. when it debuted at Comic-Con and they brought out all of those actors onto the stage and people were like, oh, wow. And I mean, it's not a movie that I hold in the same regard as most people do, but it did incredibly well and kind of felt like it had captured some of that magic of the old X-Men movies whilst forging out its own ground and doing stuff that was a bit more comic booky than the franchise had done in the past. And then Apocalypse landed like a big old turd and this movie feels like it's it's kind of like an albatross for Disney and Fox before that deal goes through. Like, we've kind of got to release it because we made it, but yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? What happened was X Men First Class is a legitimately good film. Great, uh, my favorite X Men movie. Ba- and then basically nobody behind the scenes of that film, you know, and by that I mean Vaughn and um, oh God, what's 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 Jonathan Ross's wife who wrote the script called? What's her name? Jane Goldman. Jane Goldman, right? Yeah, wrote the script, right? Yeah, they they don't do the rest. Uh, Days of Future Past is kind of bad, although people, loads of people saw it, and and yeah. you you went to see it out of interest for the combination of the older and the younger characters. But it's not involved. it's not bad in an apocalypse way. No, no, but but then but it's it's sort of a bit bad, and then apocalypse is it doesn't really bad. work. It doesn't work for me, but it, it I mean apocalypse is just fundamentally sure. like badly but, but conceived, badly executed. The narrative I'm trying to spin is that first class is the first class is the blip. First class is the anomaly. You know, actually, they, these X Men movies have not been made since we, sh- you know, we shall not speak his main name, but Brian Singer made, yeah. you know, who made those first two, and those are two pretty good movies. Although the movies that don't date all that well to the, the sort of superhero movies that we know of today, they're of their time. Uh, and but they then then they were kind of bad X Men movies made until until First Car, which is a blip, and until Logan, which is a, kind of a blip because the Wolverine is a bit rough, is a but bit you've got, fine. But you've got and you've, you've got, got Simon Kimball who's never never made a movie okay. before. You've got the Fox Disney deal. Well, yeah. You know, of, messing it all up you've got you know the, 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 my biggest my sort of biggest takeaway from this trailer was the fact that you had Simon Kingberg feels like for 1800 years talking about how oh they really messed up the Phoenix story in X-Men Last Stand and they, in X- Last Stand and they really he really wants to do it right this time and then you watch this trailer and you go <laughs> hold on Mystique is Xavier Phoenix is doing the same yeah. stuff um, she's, Jessica Chastain she's is just control. doing stuff. It's the you're making the same movie again. What do you mean you made mistakes before? You're doing the same thing except now these actors we care less about. The movie seems like it's about it seems like it costs about twenty five bucks to make. Uh, wow, this is yeah, this is a real bust. It's Literally bust. It's bust. back back on back on the street that Jean Grey grew up in, killing off a major character to set to establish stakes. It seems like the thing they've changed is. This time, it's actually the Phoenix Force from space, but then actually that kind of diminishes the stuff that they. At least the first, at least the the original X Men franchise had tried to set up the the, the character in mm-hmm. a way that would mm-hmm. make sense for that. It's just that they didn't they didn't stick the landing. People, yeah, people but, complained. But they tried. They, they didn't, people, yeah, people complained in the in the original trilogy that they didn't set up the Phoenix stuff enough. Oh well, I suspect. They ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> because in Apocalypse, those younger characters don't land the way that the movie wanted them to land. Nope. 
And the Jean stuff, whilst I think Sophie Turner was the, probably one of the highlights of that movie, the, the, the Phoenix-y kind of stuff that they introduce right at the end feels like a massive afterthought. And if 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 I had to guess, I I would imagine there was probably an original plan that said we'll get to Dark Phoenix three or four movies mm. down the line. Mm. But instead, they're doing it now, and I don't think anyone's going to care. It, it's uh, again talking about like seeing things that you feel like you've seen before, like I was doing with the Hellboy trailer. But at least when I saw them the first time around with Hellboy, I liked them. If you're showing me <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix, the, a story I've seen before from a guy who was involved in making yeah. it the first time. And who's and who's never directed a film before. This is his directorial yeah. debut. I hope uh, in terms of superhero cinema, Simon Kimbo goes away after Fox and Disney come together. Well, he, you know these these they probably he probably he probably teams up with Amy Pascal. He probably finds a he finds some weird route. He goes with James Gunn. I don't know. He they you know they they find their ways. They find their ways. <laughs> um, on uh, Fox and their X Men movies that are still yet to be released. Oh, Reese, do you remember New Mutants? Um, um, no. <laughs> I was very excited about New Mutants. I yeah. loved the vibe of the trailer. I like the cast. Uh, I really like Annie Seller Joy, and I like Maisie Williams. And I thought that hey, that looks yeah, that awesome. looks interesting. Um, and I like the director who is going to be tackling the stand next. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that something nice has happened for him, um, despite real, all of this New real, Mutants trauma. Yeah, a real boon to his career, you could say. Oh dear, um, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, so, um, New Mutants. Do you remember, Reese, that New Mutants was... It was going to have to have massive reshoots, and that's why it was delayed so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Those reshoots still haven't happened. That's right. That's insane. <laughs> How have the reshoots not happened? What is, go- what is going on with this movie? I think they'll have to release it contractually, but at this point, I would say there is like a 1% chance that it hits cinemas go on say it with me let's let's play this game one more time i'm gonna say two words right now you're gonna say them at the same time yeah it's gonna be a lovely time in three two one disney, disney plus yeah that's no, disney plus isn't it we did it i said disney life which is the oh, old one you. Isn't it? okay you need to update it's, it's 2019 not 2017 joe okay disney plus is the new thing is what they're doing now but, um, but even that it kind of feels like Oh, did Disney, did Disney really want to release it on there? I really, I really it's going to be I, this weird, it's this slightly more like horror adult tinged superhero movie that doesn't feel like a great fit for Disney in the first except, place. What if they recut it and it's it's you know it's U rated and it's it's fifty eight minutes long, yeah. <laughs> and it's just Maisie Williams playing in a field and turning into a wolf for thirty seconds? We don't know, we don't know, but it'll get people to sign up because people are idiots. <laughs> I don't even feel like the Disney Fox merger is to blame for for the for the Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. Really? Shambles. No, I feel like it's it's I don't know, it feels like Fox has just cocked it up. And the people involved in that franchise don't have a proper handle on it anymore. But how do you square and, that and, and, with 
<clears throat> with with Deadpool and with Logan. Deadpool. Yeah, we exactly. Right? Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, Dead, but Deadpool was famously like it was the film that the studio didn't want to make until Ryan Reynolds leaked the footage online somehow and yeah. managed to get it made. Hmm. And and Logan, you know, it was Hugh Jackman like had the cachet hmm. and with that character that he could keep saying, right now I want to make work with this filmmaker and I, hmm. and I want to do that thing, till the point that three movies in they got it right. Hmm. And, you know, you know it's a, for that third it took, film, it with took the same two filmmaker pretty big cock ups right. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Lunatics running the asylum, Joe. I don't know what to tell you. But not for much longer. No. <laughs> then it's it's the it's the mouse and Goofy and other Disney characters <laughs> that I can't remember right now. Well, let me Minnie name one Minnie Mouse. Of them. Minnie Mouse. There's two, there's, they have two mouses. <laughs> Star Wars is there, so you know you got no, Finn and Rey. They're on the. They're on the. You get what? further away. You get what? further away. You get further away. Uh, Walt Disney himself. Loki. In- Loki. Loki. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you were grasping for, right? <laughs> of course, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney Life, Disney Plus. Jesus, uh, Disney Plus is going to be making uh, Suicide Squad two. No, Disney Plus <clears throat> is going to be making uh, a Loki show. That is the only one that so Kevin Feige's been doing the press uh, the press tour for Captain Marvel, um, and the only show that they are willing to talk about kind of in any concrete terms so far is Loki. Uh, so I think we've we've talked about Scarlet Witch and Vision and um, Winter Soldier and Falcon as potential shows before. Um, we think they're happening, but they haven't been confirmed yet. Uh, Loki is happening. Kevin Feige's been talking about it and uh, has kind of said that the Disney life, Disney Plus, fucking hell, the Disney Plus shows are going to be, um, they're going to be kind of linking in with the movies. So it might be that you watch a Falcon and Winter Soldier show and they go on an arc throughout that season and where they end up at the end of that season will play into the movie. And I, I don't think in any kind of, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong here, Reese. I don't think in any kind of real impactful terms, but it'll be like, oh, this character's turned up now. This is why and... he's wearing a different shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he's he got he's got a, he's got a different coloured shirt, and it's because he found that shirt in the last episode of that series. <laughs> it's a bit like when what was it when uh, when um, C3PO in, in I think like Star Wars one or two of the new ones had like a different. Arm. It was the red arm, yeah. And they were yeah, like, that's... read the comics, and you read the comics. It's like, oh, he just this is how, just how he gets a different arm. It's, that's he's what got a red arm, yeah, it. sure. <laughs> It's but all I to think... sell toys. We all we do in all of this is just buy. We just buy toys. Even if we don't buy toys, this is all this is. It's just toys. It's just toys, guys. I love it. It's just toys. But we like these toys. I love. They're my favorite toys. My best. They're the, um, best, the best toys. So yeah, there, there at least there is at least going to be some interaction between these TV shows and movies, which obviously hasn't been the case for. Marvel shows beforehand. Um, Loki in particular, we got some more details on that. Um, the showrunner is going to be Michael Waldron, who is uh, a writer who has worked on Rick and Morty. Um, and apparently, Reese, now this this kind of made me less interested in the show, is going to follow Loki as he kind of weaves in and out of history and impacts on historical events. So it's Doctor that, it's Doctor Loki. Doctor Loki, yeah. That it sounds mm. that doesn't sound like a good hook for that show. Well, it depends how you spin it, right? If you said to me Tom Hilderson is the new Doctor Who, I'd get you know, that that's a that's a big hit. 
and you know, similarly, a Loki show with Tom Hiddleston back. You know, is because is, is it is it clear that because I feel like it's gone back and forth whether is he might he be narrating and it'll be a journey into mystery thing where it's a younger version or is it going to be Tom Hiddleston? Do we is that clear? oh it's Tom Hiddleston yeah it's yeah, Tom okay, Hiddleston okay. yeah I mean you know I. I think I mean, Tom, I tr- Tom Hiddleston I trust, I trust Tom Hiddleston in, in a... an expensive. Sh- it'll be, ex- you know, it will be expensive. It won't, yeah. it won't be like a cheap. It won't be Agents of Shield. Cough, cough, cough. It'll be in like an expensive show, and it'll. I guess that that will allow it if they're jumping around time. That will allow it to be kind of disconnected from MCU stuff. But I don't know whether that's a pro or a con. Um, well, I think for Loki, you kind of because uh, I I think one way or another, he's not coming back to life at the end of. Avengers Endgame, that I, I I don't know. It feels like that 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 is the end of Loki's life. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, you hope I think so. It, you hope so. I think he'll show up in the movie because we're hopping around in time. But I think he will be dead from that point forward. Um, yeah. So I don't I, I don't think this one's going to impact as much on the in the way that Kevin Feige is talking about. Um. Do you think he will? Do you I, think Loki I, will play any part in Endgame? Would he be in it, in yeah. it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everyone, everyone will be in it. Okay. But, but everyone. But in in the past of the chron- of the sort of chronology of the Marvel universe, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Or even I don't know. Him and Doctor Strange were buddies, weren't they? Maybe maybe Loki was dying on purpose at the start of. At the twist. He's. I tell you what. He's such a cheeky one. He is. <laughs> he's so. He's genuinely. Hiddleston's Loki. He's just very cheeky. You can't really trust him that much. I've never. I. I I've never really got that vibe from him. You never got a cheeky vibe. No. No. Stabby vibe. Stabby vibe. He does love. He loves yeah. to stab. That's one of his main things. <laughs> but yeah. So I think that I. I would be surprised if this has the same kind of interlinking with future Marvel movies. It is um, funny. It is funny though. I, it, isn't it? Isn't it funny? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pr- propose it more as a question. That you know, we we did all this five. We did all this four years ago. <laughs> it's like ah, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, not these shows, and they're going to be in the Marvel universe. Isn't that but so exciting? Dif- and interact is the difference. And then Reece. they didn't. And then now it's like uh, Loki and and Falcon and uh, yeah. Vision. They're going to interact. They'll be in the Marvel universe. Isn't that cool? Like we got we we, we were burned on this, guys. Kev Feige, listen, we Kev, were- Kev, Kev, I love you, buddy. No, but Reese, last time it wasn't Kevin Feige. Uh, But it was Marvel. I don't care. No, it does does matter because it was Jeff Loeb and it was the Ike Perlmutter controlled side of Marvel. But nobody cares about that. People, normal people don't care about that. No, but (laughs) people who... Like us are aware of that context. Yeah, the go, worst. <laughs> yes, there is there is a reason to be more optimistic about and and best will in the world. You know, this is a this is a TV show that is starring in its lead role a movie star who has been that character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for ten years. So I just was eating a Pringle. Um, <laughs> we'll, cut, we'll cut that out as well. Um, I don't know. I, I just I genuinely think because you know I'm, I I don't I think you you'll also be able to find you'll be able to find clips from Feige four four years ago. But you know, backing up the the uh, Jeff Loeb MCU Marvel TV thing as well. And and you know I I, I the facts the facts of the matter remain, which is that TV shows 
their their length, their lead time, or no, the, you know, their length and their lead lead time differ to movie movie lead times and movie budgets and movie movie spectacles. Oh yeah, I and don't that, that expect the- it to be on the same level. <laughs> I start, yeah, even you know? even with this, I don't expect it to be delivering on the same level that the movies do. So it's, I feel like we're, no, no I, I, but I even mean the interaction of the two. I feel like we're being we, we're again being sold a bill of rights that I I think is not achievable. Like what what they have done with the MCU, what they've done with those sort of three or four movies a year is is incredibly impressive and laudable and will and will continue. Um, uh, and it's very hard to to six to achieve. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I just don't buy that Kevin Feige really thinks that that you know that's maybe that's why this Loki show and we'll see what the other shows are, but that's why this Loki show is oh it's going to be sort of disconnected and through history. It's because he 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 knows that he knows that he can't really deliver on that promise for the TV shows. I think it's I think it's achievable, uh, but in a in a in a minor interaction fashion that I think if you if you know you have got. Because I also don't expect these to be really multi-season things either. Okay. I, I, I don't know whether Marvel have talked about that, but I, I don't expect to be seeing, like, four seasons of the Loki TV show. I expect it to be, like, a six to eight episode miniseries, and that's that one. And then next summer we'll get the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then the next summer we'll get Scarlet Witch and, um, and Vision. And that maybe if they know that Scarlet Witch and Vision are going to are going to be in you know the in the summer 2020 uh tv series mm. that at the end of that series they end up I, I don't know in africa that they'll be in black panther 2 or you know that kind of thing and it and it won't be like oh my god if you didn't see the scarlet witch tv series you're going to really be behind at this next movie mm. it's going to be which i think actually sometimes the you know the movies, you know, you get to Infinity War, and if you haven't seen a couple of the the other ones building up to it, you, you're going to wish you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this case, it's going to be like, oh, uh, it doesn't matter. But if you did see it, you'll get why they're there already, or you'll get what you'll get why maybe they've got a relationship with a certain character already because that character pops up in an episode. And al- and also Reese. Agent Carter season three has to be a part of this at some point. <laughs> do you, it do makes you too think? much sense. Maybe I just yeah yeah, yeah I do. Well, if, I think it, of you know if what's going to happen, which will happen, is that you know is that Captain America ends up in the past with you know yes, getting please. that dance right. <laughs> we, oh my we god, Reese. Therefore, I don't want to. I, I kind of don't, don't want to say it out alive, too baby. much. I don't want to say it out loud too much, but honestly, if that doesn't happen in Endgame... You'll kill yourself. You'll, you'll end your life. I've heard that. You've seen well, well, texts why, why, why have I wasted the last 10 years of my life on this shit? The man had a dance. <laughs> He's got to do it. He's got to do that dance. Uh, I hope he does the, the Macarena. In the Swan Club. Yeah, have we been, yeah, has it been established what dance he will do? You know, Will he do the, the Gangnam Style dance? I'm ready for that. <laughs> Hey, Reese. Hey. Let's talk tangentially about <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Um, so I, t- I said that Ke- Kevin Feige was doing the press rounds for this. Um, something that he mentioned in an interview uh, this week, which I thought was interesting, was just confirming an old MCU rumor. Um, right, this is mad. But Age of Ultron came out in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Does it not seem like that was a decade ago? <laughs> the way that we cycle through Marvel movies and like you know, 
the, the you know probably just the amount of movies that like Chris Evans has shown up in in the MCU since. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is 155 years old right now, so I mean, just, that is just, accurate. There yeah. we go. Um, but there was a rumor at the time, and I remember in the build-ups this movie. I think the rumors were that uh, Doctor Strange could be showing up post credits, but the big one, and this was in as the film was being shot and was in development, was we're gonna meet Captain Marvel in this film. And actually, she might be the person that flies off with Hulk into, you know, into space. She might be the one who takes him into space at the end of the movie. Um, but I, I, I seem to remember specifically the rumors would be that she would kind of arrive during the final battle, kind of out of nowhere, fully formed as Captain Marvel, and would then be like in that lineup of Avengers at the end of the movie when the team is all split apart. And it would just be like, oh, so Captain Marvel's here now, and I guess we'll get her movie soon. Her individual movie obviously got pushed back. I think it was two years, didn't it? I think it was originally going to be in the... It was maybe in the Ant-Man and the Wasp slot? Sure. But I think it was when the Spider-Man deal went down that Captain Marvel was one of the movies bumped. Um, And Kevin Feige essentially confirmed... Yeah. uh, Confirmed that that, that... that was the plan to introduce Captain Marvel originally in Age of Ultron, or was at least Joss Whedon's plan. Um, so she was in a draft of the script, um, and specifically the rumour at the time was that they had shot a plate for her to be introduced in that final team shot at the end of Age of Ultron. And that that ultimately was what they how they introduced Scarlet Witch kind of in full costume as part of the team. Um and apparently all of that was true, which is really interesting. And, you know, that was back when people were saying, oh, uh, Emily Blunt's come really uh, close to being cast. Catherine Winnick's come close to being cast. Who? Uh, there was uh, the, the, She was the actress in Vikings who was heavily linked oh. to this role for a while. Um, but I think Emily Blunt was the big one. Um, this was around uh, Edge of Tomorrow time when she felt like she was going to be the next big female action hero. Um when in fact she's just awesome in anything she's in, uh, but that was like the, the second Marvel role that she she came close to because mm-hmm. she was nearly she was nearly Black Widow as yep. well. Yep, and had to pull out. Was it for Gulliver's Travels? She had to go shoot. <laughs> what Seems a choice! Crazy, doesn't it? Well, maybe, yeah. maybe no, the, you know. Maybe I don't choice. think it was her. I don't think it was her choice. I think it was. It was Gulliver's. It was Gulliver's choice. <laughs> it was Gulliver's choice. But yeah, just interesting that you know God, those those. Heavily rumored things at the time. There's there's something there's often something in them, mm. and uh, yeah, we almost got Captain Marvel introduced in Age of Ultron, which was only four years ago, um, but would really have changed things. And I think Kevin Feige's argument was that he kind of thought that it would have done a disservice to the character, and ultimately <laughs> his argument they decided was, not to do yeah. it. His argument was that's a shitty that's a that's a bad idea. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, and he was right. I, he was right. Of course, he was right. Yeah. But also, I think it was a bad idea to push this movie back. Yes, yes. With, with the original release date, would, would the would the would the plated Captain Marvel in Ultron have have led into the that release or or no? No, I think it was. It would have still been a few years down the line. Well, but yeah, but that, so it's crappy. It's a stupid idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But interesting. Captain Marvel was originally going to appear in uh, Age of Ultron. Can I be honest with but, you? So, so I, I'd have to, I'd have to check. I'd have to do a Google. But I could have sworn because I read this same news story like yesterday or two days ago. Um, but I, I swear to you, I read, I read this fact like a year ago. 
And maybe it just wasn't picked up. I just read it on like a oh, weird maybe. site, but but uh, that happens all the time. Yeah, it does. Like that. I, I, yeah. I mean, that 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 information was out there. I or maybe even when Ultron came out, that it was you know that they shot plates for Captain Marvel. Uh, so you know, I just don't think Feige. Is, I I don't think Feige ever confirmed it. I think it was that was the rumor, and now he's going. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. What I'm saying is maybe cut this whole segment because it's it's not news, mate. Right? Yeah, it's like it, it is old, it is fake news. <laughs> it's real news, just delayed. It's fake we old never news. Talk, we never oh, all of this news is old. Um, hey, this news is pretty fresh. Hey. Um, Arrow is going to be ending after season eight. Oh, sad. It's the first of those uh, of that little pocket university. I'm sorry. Shows. It's called the Arrowverse. Please, this is this. Please use it. Uh, the real name. All right. The, or the Flaroverse, if the you must. The Flaroverse, yeah. The, the Arrowverse. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Reese, you actually sat down and watched Stephen Amell's kind of long video that he posted. Teary video, I hear, about, about ending the show. You see, sat down, I was in bed last night and I was going to go to bed and I just had a little, you know peruse as to what was happening and I, yeah it was it was there it was live i watched it i watched the whole thing because i'm i'm a i'm a secret arrow fan don't tell anybody i've sort of have you know i watched the first four seasons i think every episode and I've, i remember I've, you selling me hard yeah, on the first season of arrow yeah, yeah at the time oh no i know i've read recaps of every episode since on the av club shout out to shout out to av club uh great website i it's a great what a great website <laughs> Um, it is. I, like I love. It. I, I. But I. I think what came across. I read old Star Trek, the original series. Yeah, it's a great. Oh man, it's a great club. site. You think it's, every so often you think it's like done because you read some news story about like oh it's been bought by this person and and now they're they're reducing X but like it's a, it's a great it's a great site anyway. Hey, uh, frequent podcast Caroline Cedar Caroline writes Cedar. for the AV Club and does her uh, amazing. I love her column and I love her. I love her weekly reviews of. Legends of Tomorrow, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, I was reading her Isn't It Romantic yes. uh, review just this week. It was good. Probably I good. liked it. But I think what came across in that Arrow video, uh, you know, the, the recent one, the one of um, from, from Amel saying he's he's leaving the show, also is why, is explains why that show was a hit, I think, in a weird way, which is that he, God, Christ, he watched the video and, you know, this, this is a CW show, which, you know, it's not a major network in the US. Uh, it's a superhero show in its seventh year. It's probably not... I'm not sure at, at any point it's been the biggest rated show on the network. Um, it's, you know, with all those factors in mind. But his his sort of goodbye video... And this, you know, it's not even like... A, it's not even the final episode, not even the final season that they're in at the moment. But his sort of video, Twitter video, explaining why he's leaving the show is so emotional and so... Well, um, so he's not so leaving raw. the show. The, sh- the show is ending. Well, but it, but I mean yes, but if you you know just kind of digging into the details a little bit, I think he basically his contract was up at the end of this current season, at the end of season seven, mm-hmm. I believe, and he sort of approached the producers and said, "I think I'm done with this. Uh, can well, I'm happy for the show to continue, uh, but they they then they all agreed that rather than do that, the show would end with a, with an additional." shorter season eight a, a 10 episode season eight 10 episodes so that, yeah so that's what's going to happen so the current season which is season seven will end 
kind of in the summer and then from September season season 8 will start 10 episodes so I guess it will end early next year next calendar and he's gonna still pop up from time to time isn't he I get that yes. impression yes. these well, characters are still gonna show up maybe for a couple of episodes in The Flash or Supergirl or Legends of Tomorrow although or, although I also know. I also I also would have thought you know because in the, the timeline of, of the of the of his of his announcement suggests that he talked to the producer slash Greg, Greg, Greg Berlanti about him leaving before the most recent crossover episode, Elseworlds, yes, which then, which in that in that in that episode, episodes, te- you know, teases some deal he's made with uh, the the Monitor, some deal some deal he's made to save the life of Supergirl and, and Flash, uh, which and if you think if you look at the timing of it, basically the the next crossover, which is quite yep. short, and uh, yeah. Kind of times will be about with ten, ten episodes, about in, ten right? episodes into those. So seasons, you kill yeah. you maybe you kill a version of 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 the current uh, Oliver Queen in the current version of Arrow, and then that show ends. But something, but there are multiverse versions of him. I mean, it's yeah. all great. I mean, those all of those ideas are great. You end the show in a lovely way. You kill the character in a heroic way because they've Christ, they've done a lot with that character. You know, they especially in the last couple of years they've outed him, and then he's. He's he's joined the police force. He's been mayor. Like they've done, a, they've really really churned through a lot of story with that character. That feels like that's that character is kind of done. Stephen Amell, even even though he loves the character, maybe he's done as well. So it all it all the timing just feels really right. And Batwoman's coming out in the fall, so that you know you kind of have replaced the kind of angsty, crimey Batman esque show with another one. It all it all just makes a lot of sense. And uh, and and you know what? I think it's kind of it it kind of feels appropriate that. Uh, that's so that the show will have run for eight years so what it starts in like 2011 mm-hmm. so kind of around the time that the avengers was happening on the big screen and when the cinematic universe idea was actually being realized um and they've done the same thing on the small screen and they've done it in their own way that has been really successful and on brand for the channel that it's on um and now, whilst Arrow has, uh, uh, you know, as you say, um, I'm told that the last couple of series have been a bit of a creative renaissance for the show, um, that it's probably a nice time to go away and kind of hand on hand, hand over the mantles to the other characters to carry on. And I'm sure at some point Flash will end and some point Supergirl will end. But I think that universe just keeps going because, it, you know, it's really they rich. can cut... Yeah. And and they can kind of go into all all yeah. different corners of it. You know, you could do an Aquaman show in that universe. Yeah, I mean, even from I mean, I mean, you know, listen, the most recent episode of Flash, which I haven't seen, but I read, you know, read something about it, was 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 uh, Gorilla Grodd versus King Shark. Like they they go big in that in that hour in that in that universe. They go yeah. Legend of Legend of Tomorrow at the very least. It goes every, every single week. Goes really that show really, sounds really big. Nuts. Yeah. Um. So the the span is really wide. And I find that I personally don't have the time to sit down with most of those shows anymore. Mm. Um, I, I've I've increasingly kind of veered back towards watching more movies than TV shows, and the TV shows I watch are kind of the ones that I I'm really waiting for, really want to dig into. Um, and the the flyover shows aren't that. But you know what? If I was sat on the sofa and one of them came on, I would absolutely watch because yeah. I kind of feel like I know what I can expect, and that's like a fun show that the people involved with it really care about 
um, and is fun in not your kind of naff Gotham way. Yeah, and I think I think Arrow for me has been the most uh, you know just of the stuff I've seen of it because I've watched all of them intermittently over the years. I think it's been the most consistently good, interesting, fun. It's I think I think it's the best one, and that's you know, uh, and I think I'll probably watch every episode of the last season just just for curiosity's sake. Yeah, I, I I might jump back on and see what happens. Um, I, it should be said. I imagine uh, I Stephen Amell. It, it, very interesting. There's a there's an article which I would recommend everyone to read from the Hollywood Reporter back in 2016 about how Stephen Amell got involved with the uh, convention circuit mm-hmm. and set up his own talent agency to kind of help huh. people who are in these kind of shows. Huh navigate the whole convention world and how to make money out of it um and apparently basically rubbed a lot of agents involved in that circuit really the wrong way but apparently so this article says that he tends to walk away with about a quarter of a million dollars for every weekend that he shows up at a convention um which is more than he earns per episode for arrow so uh, I think he's going to do all right. Hmm. I think he's going to do more than all right. Yeah, and oh. it's probably a lovely little gig to kind of be the yeah. OG star of that universe who yeah. can kind of drop it, drop in whenever they need him or he needs them. Because you know, because that sort of that sort of fame within in that world doesn't really fade in with with the with the speed that it does in, no. the, in the kind of real world. You can you know you could probably be. Packing out those those convention halls for twenty yeah, years. Yeah, there are people. There are people that appeared in one episode of the Next Generation. Who Look at Brent still, Spiner. You know, you know Brent Spiner yeah. probably his his entire kind of you know all of his costings, all of everything he's you know that he really needs to pay for in his life is probably covered by convention fees. He'll take the odd movie. He'll take you know the odd new Independence movie. But he, he said, that's probably all he does. Hmm. Hey Reese, so we've pulled one out for our own. I think we need to pull one out for the Netflix Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones and the Punisher both officially being cancelled. Eminem is not happy. Your thoughts? Who M Eminem? Who what? Eminem. Who? Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I know you probably wouldn't know him, but he did the um, song for Venom. Wait, what? What's his connection to this universe? Eminem really likes the Punisher, and he's really upset that it's Does been cancelled. Is that real? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, here's what I'd say: they're all they're all kind of bad. Uh, the first season of Jessica Jones is good. They're all the rest of all of the rest of them are bad. All of Daredevil is bad, and anyone that thinks differently is wrong. They're all bad. They're all bad. They're rubbish. It's crap. It's cheap. It's bad. It's you know the fact that in the most recent season, which I I should also say, I've watched every episode of Daredevil, every second of every episode mm. of that of that show. And I've sort of gotten out of it what I wanted to get out of it, but it is all bad. The fact that they—I don't even think Charlie Cox wears the the costume for the whole of the most recent season. I don't think he wears it a single time. Bullseye—they no. call him Bullseye like two times. They're embarrassed. They're they're ashamed. They're ashamed of what it is. They're ashamed of their of their of the source material. And 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 you know maybe maybe that approach appeals to somebody that isn't me, but. Uh, then you know I'm sort of I feel like I, the the view of the people that making Daredevil on me a nerd I think it's is, very uh, clear down from me. the last two minutes it's a very very clear from the last two minutes of this podcast what you want from superhero shows is more what Arrow does than what Daredevil does because Arrow and Daredevil are like the equivalents of their universes right 
And I, I, I was I so confused that... as to why Daredevil couldn't be more Arrow. Uh, you know, it's because it's not a budgetary thing. It's not like it's not like the fucking CW can afford to spend no, you know, three it, times it, as it, much it, as 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 Netflix and Marvel. It had different ambitions, and I would say for all that, I I think as this Marvel experiment on Netflix draws to a close, ultimately it didn't work. And I think why each season of Marvel Netflix stuff is frustrating is because there is enough about each thing that you're like, oh god, this could be really good. Like, there is a performance, or there is an aesthetic, or there is an idea. Um, like, I mean, the idea that Jessica Jones's first series was underpinned by uh, the Vincent D'Onofrio performance. I think the perspective that Luke Cage had in its first five or six episodes. I think there's been interesting stuff in there and every Marvel season I've looked at, I've gone, do you know what? I could end up being really into this. And ultimately it was like, but there was too much sag. It was, Mm. it, it never felt like a, just a fully formed, uh, enjoyable experience. And it, it, it's a shame, but um, it's a shame. The fact it that just we didn't, got, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't quite work. Um, if you think, if but you really I, think I kind about, of enjoyed bits. I enjoyed I something about most of the shows that, that I watched. Them. But again, zip, you know, zip back five years and say that in five years' time, oh we yeah, we'll have no. <laughs> two seasons of a Luke Cage t- TV show on Netflix, co-produced with Marvel. Three, uh, uh, two seasons of a Jessica Jones show, three seasons of a Daredevil show. On Netflix, where generally they got the where they got the casting right, kind they, of. They, they absolutely did, and then but but we you know we didn't you know let, let's put Iron Fist aside actually let's put Iron Fist genuinely genuinely aside and but you know you say you've got all of that but but in that there's maybe like five good episodes of TV like you'd you'd be you'd be so disappointed that is mm. crushing that is such a disappointment because it's not like anything in those characters needs it to be a movie or needs it to be. Uh, you know, on paper, like that should work. It should, it should always have worked, and that's always that is why the Netflix Marvel stuff. It it kind of was a disappointment from the from the from you know from year two on because it was never as good as it should it should have been, and it should have been good. But like I say, I think every show Iron Fist and or and the Defenders aside has had stuff that you go, but that that is good about it. Well, that's an element of it. That it's 2019, I like. I know 2018, you, 2017. There's there's enough TV that's that's great for every oh, yeah, minute and I, of it. And I, there's no and time. I there's watching. no time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna give this stuff time to figure itself out. You know, we we are at hashtag oh, no, and TV. Those, and those those shows wouldn't have figured themselves out. They were happy with the kind of shows they were. That was yeah. abundantly clear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, th- I think the notable thing here is that Jessica Jones and the Punisher have been cancelled before kind of they're done. Uh, they they both have seasons coming, but that will be it, and that is all of the all of the Netflix Marvel shows cancelled. Um, yeah, I d- I don't now think they're coming back in any way <laughs> no. on Disney Plus. I think I think it's over, Reese. Uh, and it, that is and that is very sad for the for the. Daredevil fans who have erected a billboard in Times Square. I know, I know. To say to say they want to save the show. But but so but out of all of it, that that's the interesting character. Daredevil is because because you know he clearly so you know Punisher. Well, I would say Punisher has got a, you know a similar profile, but 
what the character is 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 you know it's sort of are you gonna get are you gonna get another film are you, are you gonna get another TV show Daredevil Daredevil's the sort of character that is he's you know he is a superhero in the comics at least he's a, he is a superhero interacts with all the other you know interacts with Spider Man Fantastic Four all of them uh, we've once only, we've Reece, once, two... once there's enough distance here yeah. there will be at some point a couple of years down the line Kevin Feige will say officially it's not canon. We're, and we're going to do these characters on the big screen. Do you think? You could, do you think the Daredevil is is another gets another big screen outing? Do you think the Punisher does? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I think not for Disney. Um, yeah, yeah, but I yeah, think exactly. I think you could do I think you could do versions of most of that. I think it's difficult with Jessica Jones unless you fundamentally change the origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil, you could do versions of mm-hmm. in the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but not for a while. Any anyway, we've got we've got the Eternals to look forward to first. Oh god, yeah, yeah. So Reese, that's it for all of the we done? movie news and TV news this week. We've done it all. Shit. Um, who do the? Have we got a pitch? Is there a pitch to do? I, I'm up for no, a pitch. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's in the main episode now. I'll do a pitch. Let me do a pitch. <laughs> No, I'm fine. I'm, no, I'm finish fine. finish your crisps and go to bed. I've done the crisps. Yeah. <laughs> I've got raspberries to it. I do have raspberries I can eat. Great. Uh, and I need to finish my beer. Um, but yeah, that that is it for this week's show. Uh, Reese, thanks for joining us, uh, for joining me. Um, is there anything you want to plug again? Yeah, my cinema, Olympic Studios in Barnes of uh, West London. It's the best cinema in the world. You should come. It is very nice. No, it's, no, Joey, go bigger than that. Go bigger. It's really nice. Go bigger! <laughs> oh, it's so nice. No, it's one of the... Uh, I, okay, actually, I, I, I will catch up to say it, it was the best cinema in the world. They went to a cinema in New York last week called The Metrograph, which I think is the best cinema in the world. So it's the Ooh. second best cinema in the world. But you know what? If you're in London, that's uh, that's pretty good still. So come on down. I like the Broadway, Reese, in Nottingham. It's nice. Uh, fine. It's a good one. <laughs> There's, there's it, a is a good, it is a good one. It is a good <laughs> one. Play They're both good. They're all good. It's all good. Cinema's good. We love cinema. We love it. Yeah. Uh, are you going to show? Are you showing Captain Marvel? Hell yeah! In a few weeks. So, guys, if you're around the Barnes area in a few weeks, head to Olympic Studios and watch Captain Marvel. Um, and hey, listeners, don't forget that the next episode of this show is on Captain God, Marvel. Jeez, you're so Haven't, Jesus, man. Well done. Haven't seen it yet. Very excited. Uh, I thought it. I mean, I thought he's fine. Yeah. yeah, three stars, baby. I mean, I mean, when was the last time that Marvel introduced? I mean, well, Black Panther, but mostly they tend to int- when when they're introducing characters on screen for the first time, it tends to be. I really like the character. The movie was fine. I can't wait for the next time they do that character really right. Hmm. That's that's the that's the most important thing. It's all part of the story, Reese. <laughs> it's all part of the story. It's all part of the story. It's not the a, next it's episode not... will be good. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fundamental uh, uh, breakdown of how these guys make these movies. It's all part of this. All part of the foul. Um, yeah. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. I normally think the opposite with Marvel movies to the mainstream, anyway. Which means in this one you'll think it's great, or or you think it's trash. I, I wonder what that means. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll have a hot take. You'll have a hot. You'll have the hottest yeah, of hot takes. I'll, I'll warm it up. Sure. 
Um, but yeah, so that's it for this week's show. The next episode is on Captain Marvel. If you're enjoying the show, then please do subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe. You can find us on uh, cinematicuniverse.com. You can get in touch via Facebook, on Twitter, at cine underscore verse, or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.